Yes, I have. You are a fuck that. All right, basically, um, so welcome to welcome people of Hive and welcome to the world. Welcome the world to this our spontaneous podcast. So the interesting idea is spontaneous podcast was an idea of Osas, but I've ajacked it. That's silly baby. So I've ajacked the idea and now I am the one making it Stevenson. So long story short, um today's topic is Advent. Just, and just, why I think why this guy can you hear me? Loud and clear. Sorry for doing that. So why I feel this conversation is going to be nice is the fact that we have very opposite ideas of advent. Not opposite per se, but like it's not particularly aligning. I wouldn't say it's not aligning, I would say it's just slightly different. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So um okay, so tell me you were saying something about um it being a time for rapture. So I'm really interested in that idea. Go ahead. Um, the whole idea first off good day people of the world I hope you all can hear me and if you can't well good luck to you um, <laughs> the whole idea is uh, one of the core Christian tenets that we believe in is the second coming of Jesus Christ I don't know if the Catholics I think the Catholics you guys share that same view I yes yes we, I believe we do yes Yes, so there's that. And the way it works is that our belief is, um, you know, I, I let me see if I can pull it out from my internet. Yeah. The passage on the Bible that talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ will uh, descend like a thief in the night. Uh, and, okay, so essentially... What we are taught is during the rapture, the rapture will happen first before Jesus Christ will finally come and um, take over the world. And what's going to happen is that the rapture will first take place where, you know, people would be taken, raptured essentially. The Bible describes it as two people would be walking, one one would disappear, the next. Two people would be sleeping, one would disappear, and all that. Okay, yes, I've seen the particular passage, First Thessalonians 5 2. It says, Now about the times and the seasons, brothers, we don't know, we don't need to write to you. We are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When people are saying peace and security, destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labels of pain of a pregnant woman, there will be no escape. So it's like this day, you know, it will be a day of rejoicing and terror at the same time can you still hear me just just yeah i can hear you so, so basically some some certain numbers of people would be rejoicing the idea that would be terrified would right? be, would be terrified yes so that's gonna happen and you know so you say, first thessalonians go again first thessalonians uh five i believe five two yes first thessalonians five, five. Two. yes so interestingly, first of all, thank you for that. Interestingly, I, I don't think we've had, I, I, okay, I, I'm only just actually, you know, the interesting part is I'm actually just getting to my feet seriously these days. So, fair props That's to me awesome. for that I'm one. Proud, proud of you. What do you great. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> thank you. For, in my own, I'm a Catholic, um, in the, our teaching, the basic teaching is, um, it's actually, you know, obviously, you know, the Catholic Church, we, are, we have very elaborate systems. 
not yes. system run no, our whole uh, yes our whole faith is very elaborate you know it has yes. been a church um that has been around for a very long time so it's very very so um we are taught that advent is like a time in preparation for the coming to re- so it makes it like saying you want to receive somebody but this person is big it's not just some normal person an ordinary person so you have to be prepared both in mind and body not necessarily body, but like mind, you know, you have to be, you know, penitential season is time of length. We have, um, gee, I can't believe I don't know this, but I think we have six or seven seasons in the church. In our liturgical year, we have Christmas tide, Easter tide, when you are celebrating the resurrection, we have length, time for um, penitential time, where we are, you know, you know, in remorse and all that stuff. We have um, ordinary time, it's the longest. Um, so, um, basically, Advent for me, what I've learned from this. You know, Advent started a few weeks ago. This is the third week for us. I believe that in mind, I believe that, you know, our versions might not, be, it might be different because I think for you, the Advent would be the time in which before Easter. No, no, no. Advent is before Christmas. Christmas is the birth of Christ, yeah? We agree on that oh. one. Okay, okay, then okay, then it makes sense. Okay, then it makes sense what this season is about and why it's <laughs> you get it now. Yeah. Hey, because you said something yeah, from this beginning before this podcast was recorded. You said Advent is means the coming. Okay, yes, that's, that's, that's what it means. That's what that's what's an advent. When you say you you're waiting for the advent of something, you're waiting for the coming. <laughs> so we are waiting for the birth of Christ. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, we don't do that as Pentecostals. We just celebrate Christmas, keep chicken, and be happy. Uh-huh. No, obviously, we do that. Of course, we, we kill chicken. We do all that normal stuff. We are Hebrew, we're normal people. So I'm saying the Advent is just a time for like, okay, for example, let me give you one significant thing we do. During our celebration of Mass, the Mass is the highest form of prayer in the Catholic Church, where we celebrate the Holy Eucharist. So during our time of Mass, we have the Gloria in the Chelsea, Glory to God in the Highest. It's one of the. Um, it's not Excelsis. SLC, sorry, sorry, I don't know what's a Chelsea. Chelsea fan. <laughs> so, Gloria in the Chelsea day. Glory to God in the highest. So, during the first three weeks, till the fourth one, we don't say that Gloria. So, it's like a build up to this great crescendo. You get it? Finally, blast and exclaim. Exactly. Just this beautiful, euphoric feel of, yes, Christ is here now. No, we are happy. We're celebrating. God has come. Exactly. So there's four candles. We have four candles. The four candles are three purple. So let me just say this now. So the color of the church during this time is purple and violet. Why is that? Uh, That color is a color of penitence. You know what penitence is? No, I don't. What's that? It is a time of solemn preparation. Like you are in a Mood. What do you think? Why are we being Why are we being penitent when the King of Glory has arrived? Should we be? No, he has not, That's the point. He has not arrived in our liturgical calendar. The Christmas is when he arrives. His birth. I'm so sorry, penitent is the time. Normally, penitence in the real sense means um, showing signs of sorrow. And, yes, that's what it but, means, penitence, repentance. But, yes, repent, but, but, exactly, that's the word, that's the word I'm looking for, repentance. So in our own faith, we are re- we are showing signs of repentance from all our ways. So because we are unworthy to receive him, so we need to be repentant of all our evil doings. You get me? Ah, that makes sense. Hmm? 
yes, that makes sense. Uh, even uh, though so, I, so the three, the four candles, three, four, four, three purple, one. Uh, so purple violet is the uh, color of penitence, and so there's three, uh, three uh, candle, um, four candles. So the first one, the first purple, the light is first purple in the first Sunday. It goes through the week. The first one is a um, sign of hope, and that is what Advent is really about—a season of hope. Now I'll go deep into that in, in a moment. So let me go through the uh, other candles quickly. The second candle is um, purple again. We light purple for the second Sunday, second week. That one is um, faith, faith in the work of God. That's the prophecy. Then um, the third candle is um, rose. Um, sorry, it's pink. That's when we actually that's that's all the one we pass. This Sunday that passed now. That's Sunday of um, joy. So it is that one Sunday where we can you hear? Yeah, loud and clear. Is that one Sunday where we allow ourselves, like you said, you said something about why are we not rejoicing? This is, this is this one Sunday now, this week, that we allow ourselves to rejoice that he's truly coming. You get it? So, so we go through penitence. Hope. No, we don't. That's this, this Sunday is a, a season of joy. So this is a season of joy. Yes. So it's like finally you have been penitent, you have been hoping, you have been having faith in this coming. Now you can joyful, you can rejoice. And the last Sunday is not is purple also, but the third one is pink. Then the last one we own the purple candle, which runs through. Then that one is the one for peace. When God comes, peace reigns. Now let me quickly just sum this up. Um, the hope one. Advent is the season of hope. Now the virtue of hope is by by is the power by which we desire the kingdom of heaven, our happiness. You know, placing trust in Christ's promise and all that stuff. Yeah. So, which is by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Now, the real question, I, I guess, is in your mind now, which obviously everybody listening to this will be asking is, what are we hopeful for? Mm, let's talk about that. What are you hopeful for? <laughs> so, very, very simple and straightforward. We are hopeful for the coming of Christ. Now, this is where your faith and the, idea, the full idea comes in. The coming of Christ. Because, we, like I said, I think that's probably where it ties up to what we think. Yes. We don't yes. do this elaborate, I'm sorry if I call it elaborate, we don't go through this elaborate process. It's elaborate. Process, as but the idea behind it is essentially the same thing. I think that the way I see it, I don't think that Catholics do this because they want to try to, they want to maintain the, the, they want to be able to constantly remind themselves of what the point is. So like we said, the the major things that are being celebrated are it's just like us too. The yeah. build up the coming of Christ, it's it is, you know, there is a season of repentance, there is a season of hope. There's finally the joy that comes with, you know, the yeah, yeah. the the what's the word? Why do I keep why are the words escaping my mind? Um, the joy that comes with the arrival yes, of Jesus, and then there is the peace that he brings on no more stress and suffering and pains in this life. You get me? But, yes, exactly. Like I said, it's, I think to a large extent, it's it's similar to what we do. It's just that we don't do it in, we don't just do it in one season, like the Christmas season. I cannot okay. understand. It yes, goes through all the Yes, all true. So that is the way we term it is, you know, then we are patiently awaiting the second coming of Christ. It's like, you yeah, know, yeah. get your life together. Live a life that is... I, f- I believe a lot of people have issues with re- repentance, living a life of penitence. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's, exactly, that's the, true. That's true. 
I do. I am myself. I, I, I still try to figure it out. I don't understand it yet. I'm still trying to come to terms with it. The whole point of living a life of penitence. Because mm. on one hand, on the one hand, I believe that the only people who who live a life of penitence are people who constantly think that they are not forgiving. So mm. if you've been forgiving, then you don't necessarily have to limit yourself by, or you don't have to subject yourself to constantly living a life of penitence. However, that being said, there is utility and value in living a life of penitence because uh-huh. you, Dango, you, have said, you have said something very important go ahead because if you understand the love that has been shown to you in the form of another person forgiving you of your sins you would understand that you should not go back to the customs and the way of life that's mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. that's a concept that i think that you know that's profound it's, it's something that should be discussed. So there's this. I was talking with a friend of mine two, three days ago, and I came to the conclusion that if a person does not experience love in his or her life, he will mm-hmm. live a life of misery and meaninglessness. Yeah. Life, but here's the thing. If you have the opportunity to experience love in your life, you can live life in a fruitful way. The reason is this. If you find someone who genuinely loves you and who doesn't just say it but show it, you yes. live a life that has hope. Yes, you live a hopeful life. Value life, the reason to live. Yes, yes. And and a hopeful life is the difference between living right and living wrong. I, that, I think that, that, that is true. I think that that's the fundamental thing that differentiates good people from bad people. Yeah. Is that a set of people live with the hope of a better future, while some people believe that there is nothing to look forward to, since the yeah. present reality is looking like there is no, then I yeah. should just live as I please. But- I I I I love every single analogy I've used, and it's I I think what you have done now is you have. And you, it's funny because you talk about not being elaborate, but you have elaborated the full idea of Advent. That's it. Because you know, at the end of the day, everything is connected in a sense. Yes, that is exactly it. Is, it is all connected. And you know, the, the most important thing, and what you have, the recurring thing here, and which I have appreciated, is that hope. And, you know, if, if we look at it deeply, you know, every single thing, like you said, in life is connected to hope. Because the nihilist doesn't have hope in a better future. The, the, man, the man that, you know, sees a... It's like Nietzsche said, obviously, I've heard this a hundred times, you know, a man who has a why to live would be almost anyhow. So my point is, if we connect all this to the Christian faith, we see the reason why the season of Advent is pertinent to a typical Catholic, to a human being even. Because I've noticed that, you know, we are not the, as Catholics, we are not the only ones who celebrate Advent. Other people, you know, normal, even Protestants, um, normal people actually see Advent as a season it should be celebrated. You get me? So, it's a... One thing I will go back on what you said was the fact that, you know, um, when people live in that repentant, you know, penitent 
potential life. It makes sense because he, he, even though you know you have been forgiven, but it makes you see that you shouldn't go back to the old ways, the one you have walked. Yes, yes. The reason why you live, the reason why you try to live a life of penitence, or at least the reason why you try to live a life where you begin to, it's it's simply because you are trying to live up to the expectation of mm-hmm. of forgiveness. Yeah. It's like if I have forgiven you, and I have told you that you have been forgiven, the slate is clean. You have a chance now to try to, you have a chance to be able to live free and not go back because in truth that is true penitence if you truly mm-hmm. i think people miss the point i think yes that makes sense thank you i think people miss the point i think when people think of penitence they, they seem to think of it as um constantly trying to please god I don't think that that's what penitence is. I think penitence is something much more deeper. I think penitence is you understanding the frailty and completely depending on the love and forgiveness that you have been given. You understand? Because if you if you try to live if you try to live a life of penitence, believing that it can get you right with God then you're probably missing the whole point. The whole point is you don't have what it takes, but forgiveness is assured. So, yeah. you give your best. Yeah. I don't know if that analogy makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, Wait, forgiveness is a gift. Let me, yes, let me try and see if I can reiterate that. So, it's this. This is the way I see it. Forgiveness is assured. You don't have to try to reach or attain it. It is given freely. Because it is given freely, do your best. And your best is going to be enough. Mm. That is what I think a life of penitence is. It's like, it's like somebody with a past that has been forgiven. You yeah. know, if you, it takes strength. You have to realize that I have made mistakes. I've made great mistakes and I don't deserve to be forgiven for my mistakes. I deserve retribution. Well, you know, somebody, that's the best way to say it. I, and I'm sorry I'm going to use this analogy, but that's the best thing I can possibly think of. This is the way I see forgiveness and penitence. It's like a woman who was a whore in her younger days and she has an unstable life. She has children with different men and her life is just you know hopeless and she's past her prime and maybe she's like 30 40 unmarried and everything is falling apart and then at some point she comes to the realization that you know i've messed up and i have just made a lot of mistakes i cannot be forgiven and then all of a sudden this this rich young millionaire comes and says to her I want to get married to you, I want to take care of all of your children and I want to make you my own wife there is nothing that that woman can necessarily do to try to live up to that gift that she has been given yeah, you just have to appreciate it yes, yes here's here's why it's, it's, it's unique one of the most difficult things that is going to happen to her is that she's going to have to try to accept that gift 
How does she go that, back? That, that is true you? because she's going to see herself as being unworthy. So how does she come to accept such a gift? Okay, so eventually she finally finds a way to accept it. It it, it completely changes her life. Completely changes her life. And because now she has been accepted and she has been made into some someone that is new, essentially, she makes up her mind that she is not going to go back to that life. Not because, you know, um, she might not even be tempted to, but because of the pain and the suffering that that life has brought to her. Yes. She doesn't want to go back to that life where she will feel this person that is that has finally taken her yes. and made her into yes. something. And accepted her, yeah. Yeah, and that's just it. It's essentially because of the change that she has gone through and the love that she has currently experienced, it makes her it makes her aspire to become better for that singular reason alone. Because she has been forgiven. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it living the life of penitence. You don't do it because you are trying to impress or you are trying to get forgiveness. You have been forgiven. You do it simply because um, it is now your new life. Of course, it's not going to be something that you're going to get immediately. But this is your new reality. So try to live in it because this is who you are now. And you fail and stumble, but always ensure that you try to do your best every and you see as i've said it and it makes sense i admit that even in my own life i'm still trying to implement it and get oh we all are that's that's and you've described the life the one we try to live you know with god and you know you know that's obviously another conversation for another day but um thank you uh brother and the lord brother cindy baby okay if they they only knew If you only need the kind of human being that I have in this life, they would be a Cindy baby. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the conversation. I think we'll just draw the curtains here because that uh, you've just completely closed this in his mark. So thank you for this beautiful conversation. And I wish you who is in the UK, by the way, is beautiful season of Advent and preparation for Christ coming. And I also wish every of our listeners a wonderful advent as it's coming to a close. And hopefully we will see them or talk to them next week. If you'll be available, that is. Can I show say you good day? So, never, never. <laughs> you don't know what. You... Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, guys. We are stop and stop and stop.